I have to make a confession. You see the reason why people are worried. Some scary things about AI. Let's look at AI. Dominance in the AI field. The medical and technical miracle. AI is definitely real. A woman unable to speak regained that ability thanks to artificial intelligence. Transgender person is a streamer. Provided voices from our library. This allows them to avoid uh, like harassment online. You're not allowed to say who it is. Not at all. Margarita. <laughs> oh, talk after I, the show. I can tell you something. <laughs> You jumped headfirst into doing Darth Vader in Star Wars. Wait, how do you? We even... did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it just seems like quite a strange thing because like the the voice of Darth Vader is obviously it's iconic, it's heralded, it's it's gatekeep gate kept. I think is the word. How can you go from starting a small company to suddenly your first big project is Darth Vader for Disney? Because that's quite a big step. I wouldn't say it was our first big project, but uh, okay. actually, like how it all started, it was just an idea of how to make synthetic speech that quality that would go through like the biggest sound engineers in Hollywood studios. And uh, it all started like in 2015 with just an idea. We completed the challenge in 2019. We had uh, our first Hollywood project. So it dawned on me while editing this episode that Margarita could be an AI. She might have been a real person. The voice that she she was talking to me in might not even be her voice this only occurred to me afterwards that might be the case it might not be the case but how do we know online what is real and what isn't how it all works we decided to go with speech to speech approach which would mean we take recording a real person of a voice actor in many cases and we train a model ai model on a voice that is needed for the project and then we take performance from a real person and apply this needed voice to that which means we take all the performance all the emotions all the intonations everything from a real human and then we apply different ways to that that is needed for this project how do the how do the actors feel like for example like obviously i know james earl jones is an older guy now do you know if he's heard the voice i'm not sure about that actually because i was not handling this particular project but i think mm -hmm. probably mark hamill heard uh his voice we also done young luke skywalker for the mandalorian and for the book of boba fett and right. that was like a de-aging project because there had to be young luke skywalker appearing in that series mark hamill is not that young anymore unfortunately <laughs> so uh we had to train our models on younger version of his voice on all recordings of his voice and then uh, apply those to an actor who would perform who, who is that is that another person entirely who, who would record that yeah depends on the project in it can be differently so with the agent project for example it can be the same actor there is a mm -hmm. great case uh when we de-age uh kids kind of uh, like imagine there is a voice actor who is a kid who is a boy and then he goes through puberty and his voice changes completely and in this case mm -hmm. what we do we train a model on his previous version of the voice when he was still a kid and this actor wow, keeps okay. the job so they keep the same actor because he performs well the only problem is that their voice changed and in this case they keep the same actor who can uh, still perform the same way as as he would be performing mm -hmm. before, but we apply his younger version of the voice on top of that. Right, okay. So, so that's fascinating. I'm, gl I'm glad you actually brought that up because my, my dad and I were watching Terminator 2 Judgment Day the other day. I are, you, are you aware of this film? 
Uh, I, I haven't seen, but <laughs> I'm aware. Oh, Margarita. Oh. <laughs> I'm it's so one sorry. of the <laughs> top-tier action film. Might be the best action film ever made. I have to make a confession. Quality superstitious, but I think anyone working in AI should have seen Terminator and Terminator 2. I know that's like the extreme. <laughs> I feel like people should have seen it. I feel like they should know what the possibilities are, just to be sure. Call me suspicious. Call me superstitious. Call me very superstitious. Riding on the wall. I don't know the next words. I don't think anyone knows the next words tonight. Anyway, back to the episode. Bye. I actually watched Star Wars during the process when I was interviewed for the job at Prispeacher. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. All right. Okay. So once this episode is done, I'm going to send you a list of great sci-fi films to work through. And then we'll, yes, we'll come back in a month. We'll have another chat. Okay. So basically the, the reason I brought up Terminator 2 was is because the young actor in that film, he, he experienced the same thing. So Edward Furlong, his voice broke during the film. And unfortunately, back in the 90s, because I think it came out in 1991, the year I was born, he had to re-record his voiceover for every single scene and reapply that. And there was another actor doing the lines, right? No, it was still him. They still wanted him because oh. they wanted the way he enunciated three quarters of the way through the film. So there was a lot to redo. Oh. And I can't imagine how much easier the process would be with a piece of software like yours. Uh, yeah, exactly. This is like our mission, uh, actually, to make the process easier. This is mm -hmm. uh, like our technology is not intended to like replace something. It's more like in... In enhancement tool, right? We can help make ADR process faster. We can make uh, this process of uh, changing a kid. They usually ch just change a kid in some projects. And in this case, this actor just keeps the job and yeah, continue working on the project they love and do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that sort of avenue or train of thought that you, you've touched on there, like the protecting human jobs, is obviously something that we're seeing a lot of right now with AI tech. Like one of the previous episodes I recorded a few weeks ago was with Inevitable, which is a, an AI development company. They were making predictions of what we're going to see, and we are actually seeing those things of what they've been talking about to me for the past few months, which has been really, really interesting to see develop, and especially how fast we're starting to see those things come out in the world. Basically, the, the podcast community and the, the, the voice acting community that I'm, I'm in touch with, people that I know, they do feel a manner of concern for technology like this. And it's great that your company is there to almost reaffirm that their jobs are protected in, in, in hindsight almost, because you can redo it after the fact to like replacing the voice of, if someone's voice breaks, like you said, for example. Do you see the reason why people are worried? Like, do you, how do you guys feel about that kind of thing? Or how, what would you say to the people to reassure them that they're not going to be replaced? I see all this conversation. It's now a hot topic about AI and AI speech mm -hmm. synthesis. Uh, and I totally understand that there might be some scary things about AI. It might be partially applied to text-to-speech because with text-to-speech, what they do is they just type in text and get an audio out of it. But for high-quality content, like projects which we work, like Hollywood projects, we see that yeah. there is still um, human is really needed for that. Text-to-speech that can uh, replace a human 
fully like all mm. these intonations and emotions firstly and then also the scene is when we are speaking there are not only words right there are many different yeah. sounds and they also can be like whispering or screaming or laughing or just mm -hmm. uh when i don't know what to say next and uh yeah. that's not something text-to-speech can do as well as uh text-to-speech is quite limited still in terms of um languages also and okay. uh, what this is also one of the reasons we are focused on speech to speech approach we need a human a, a voice actor to drive a model and in this case what our technology enhancement tool can do is detaching a person from a voice so their voice can be used for different projects and it allows uh, voice actors to scale their projects while also giving a job to less high demand voice actors if you understand what i mean yeah, so yeah, I there it. is a person that can perform uh, they they are professional voice actor but their voice is not suitable for a job but they can use another voice in this case and use their unique performance okay. it's like filtering your voice to be more applicable to other jobs Wow, that, that's very, that's really interesting because then you could play completely other ages, other genders. Exactly. We have, apart from our like studio project, Wild Love Services, we have a product yeah. which is called Voice Marketplace. It's basically okay. a library of voices that you can use. And we have around 100 voices there from like kids to adults to older people, different genders, different ages. Mm -hmm. And we also added animals there, which is quite a fun thing animals. Uh, to, to mention. <laughs> yeah. What? So for for the voice actor, it's possible now to take a project where they were needed, mm -hmm. like I don't know, deep male voice, uh, old grandma, ten years old kid, and a cat, and this all can be done by voice actor keeping okay. the performance. Do you just sit playing, recording yourself doing different voices all the time? Because I think I would going through something like that. <laughs> Sometimes we do. We. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that, that's also a fun thing to play with these animals in, in our voice library. Yeah. We have like tiger, cat, dog and something. And it's actually pretty useful for many projects where animals are involved. Because uh, if you are like a sound editor and you need some particular dog bark with a particular timing, you have to go through a lot of data sets and find that bark. In our case, you can just go on our voice marketplace and sit there in a the studio barking for some time until you get a proper bark back. <laughs> until you get the one you want. Okay. <laughs> that's very, very clever. Okay, that's something I, I, I didn't even think would be a, a, any kind of aspect to that. I, I actually have tried like voice synthesis myself. Like it's something I have used. I did an experiment recently. Obviously I'm a gamer. This is a gaming podcast. Um, well, predominantly gaming, but we also look into tech as well. So I did an experiment the other week where I changed my voice to a girl's voice and I went mm -hmm. on to Call of Duty. I absolutely kicked ass. I was kicking ass. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Just to see what the response was from male gamers being beat by a female. And it was not very nice. It, I can see why a lot of people don't like being female gamers with voice chat on. Is is it something that that's possible to do in a live setting like that? Then, like, do you, do you guys want to move more into a live setting, whether it's streaming or podcasting, that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, for sure. And we actually have a real time setup now where we can okay. change your voice in real time. One of the great uh, cases we've done there was a transgender person who reached out to us who is a streamer and who gets bullied all the time because of their voice they uh -huh. 
reached right. out to us asking for help and what we did we just provided a couple of voices from our library to find the mm-hmm. suitable voice that would fit their personality and that they would feel comfortable with and this allows them to okay. avoid uh, like harassment online now so i just want to say i think this is an amazing use case for this technology i did ask a few more questions but margarita isn't able to reveal uh, the streamer so just to be respectful i chopped this part of the episode so please excuse the abrupt change in subject there it wasn't that i wasn't interested it's just that i wasn't able to put that information out enjoy i have a couple of other questions that are sort of around the legacy of voice voices for characters for example so there's characters now in for example cartoon series if you think like bugs bunny daffy duck are older voices that we know from childhood from well i mean they've been going since what the 50s i think something like that like bugs bunny so the voice actor is already well the characters already had multiple voice actors throughout the different generations of this character do you think there'll be a point where we have a fully synthesized voice that is synonymous with a character and if you do, how do you think that's going to affect the first artificial character, if you know what I mean? Yeah, that is actually a great question. So regarding the legacy of the character, it's not limited now to a human who is in charge of that character. So basically when human ages the character can be at the same age as they were before or age with the human depending what is needed for the project and especially when someone passed away the character could still have that voice and be alive and that's something that we actually can do but in this case there still be will be a change of voice actors who is driving that character but we still would need voice actors to drive that so um, okay. It it so, will be like consistent character through the time, but yeah. with another voice driving it. Actually, it's uh, we, we've done one interesting project like that. It's uh, it's not Bugs Bunny, uh, but that was um, Vince Lombardi for the Super Bowl opening. Uh, Vince Lombardi okay. is a very famous American football coach for American football and, <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, it's and fa- yeah. American football coach for tennis. Weirdly. <laughs> Um, he was famous for his great speeches he would give and like, to make the players united and stuff like that. And what was done for that project, we, uh, we found some like old recordings of him made in AI, AI model uh, with his voice. And then there was a hologram of Vince Lombardi speaking to the whole stadium and oh, probably wow. like okay. the whole population of the US because everyone is watching the Super Bowl opening and encouraging them to stay united during uh, difficult times of COVID. At the time it was a theme. Wow, that's fascinating. You just blow my mind with everything you're saying, really, thinking about the aspects and the possibilities that this kind of technology can, like, achieve. So fully synthesized voices you don't think will ever be a thing, like a a completely artificial character? Uh, This is very difficult, you know, to make Mm -hmm. predictions about it, because the R&D process is a very complicated thing. I remember yeah. when I joined Prespeacher a bit more than two years ago, people were saying there that real time wouldn't be possible anytime soon. And then in a year, they're like, oh, we have a real time system in place now. And <laughs> we are joining a, our company meeting and changing voices to our employees. This is how uh, okay. tech team See, makes that's, fun. That's what I was going to say. Like, I think I need to get hold of this voice market thing for this episode. I might do the intro in like four different voices and just cycle through them. I think that might be quite cool. So I might do that in post. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's really cool. Okay, so I, I have a, a couple of questions from the community around that I wanted to wanted to ask. So they said thank you for coming on the show first of all because they're they're interested <laughs> to hear about your technology. This is from Marina Nani from the Facebook page podcast movement community and she said what measures are in place to prevent unauthorized use of ai generated voices and to protect people for example like podcasters with this being that community from potential legal or ethical issues related to the voice copyright infringement or privacy violations i'm aware that's a long question and i'm sorry if you want me to break that up into sections we can let me know (laughs) no it's totally fine and it totally understand where these questions are coming from. Mm -hmm. So in our case, it's more about creating ways of using this new technology in the most appropriate and respectful way. So it requires like three parties to be on board. So that should be content maker, then voice IP owner for sure. And then technology provider, service provider, like Respeacher. And uh, in, in our case, since the very beginning, we built a very strong Uh, ethics policy that always starts with Mm -hmm. having permission from the voice IP owner. And also we were lucky to to be working, to start working with the best studios in Hollywood. And because our story started with Lucasfilm and they are extremely respectful to their characters and to the way they treat their legacy. It, It was a great start for us and we we are participating in a lot of initiatives talking about how it should be regulated, encouraging other companies implement uh, the same way of process that we do. And we don't launch a project if we don't have permission from the voice owner. That's amazing. Okay. So how do you copyright your voice? Can anybody just go and copyright their voice? Or is it only when you go into doing a project like this that you then have to copyright it in that process? Yeah, that is a great question. So actually, like in our in our system, uh, what we have is that voice IP owner is always a voice IP owner for us. And then our client only owns the audio files that we deliver to them in terms of the project we are doing. So I'm not sure about like copywriting the voice, but Mm -hmm. this is how we operate and this is how our system works. Okay. All right. And I I presume it's like they're not allowed to train the voice off the files that they've been given only when they create new files. Is that right? Uh, Not really. We can use existing recordings to clone a voice, but again, we need to understand that uh, we have a consent from a person to clone their voice. Okay, so in, and then I guess just sort of staying on the legal side of things, just a few like questions that come to mind. Are there new laws that are? I presume there are. Are there are there new laws that are being developed currently to protect stuff like this, like the IP for voices, or because I I think AI has been given very bad rep because of the art generation that's going on at the moment. So taking reference from other people's artwork and obviously obviously you know all about this like it's um just in case listeners somehow haven't heard about ai art generation that's been in the news for like the past two years yeah it basically takes people's art for reference without their permission and generates new art that people are then passing off as their own so these kind of laws are there any pinch points that you guys face doing audio versions of that like how do you make sure you cater to the laws if there are any yet yeah, that's uh, that's a great topic, and it's been discussed uh, much <laughs> lately. <laughs> and uh, um, I'm not on the ethical 
team uh, at Respicia, mm-hmm. we have an ethics department who is actually working on that, participating in the committees, advising. Actually, our head of ethics recently joined the committee of AI in uh, Ukrainian Ministry of Digital Transformation. So from what I've heard from her, uh, there are laws that will be implemented soon in European Union for sure. And as far as I'm concerned, US Senate is also now talking about it and trying to develop some regulations. Right. Okay. Well, we'll definitely keep in touch for that because I'll be really interested to hear. I'd, if, even if I can speak to them directly, I'd directly hear about that kind of stuff because I've got a lot of friends who are artists. I'm an artist myself and obviously I make videos and stuff. So when people can just generate a video that would have taken me 10 hours to film, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But if they have to have permission from you, it can be yeah. a great tool for you to scale yourself as a creator and then maybe get exactly. a well-deserved vacation while you could mm-hmm. be working on the, uh, like different videos. Yeah, totally. And like, it's not, I, I didn't want to come across like, I feel like I am threatened by AI because I'm one of the few, I think, in my community who doesn't really feel threatened by AI. And it's not, it's not because I understand it more. It's just because I see the applications and I see AI more as a tool for your tool belt. So learning all these different applications that you can use just to make your job easier and more efficient and easier to manage your time more efficiently. I see them as a benefit. The technology is already there. And the best uh, thing we can do right now is to learn how to adopt it right and how to regulate it right. So it's better to learn about it and learn how it works this way you can first keep yourself protected because there might be people who would be misusing the technology in some ways and also learn how to you can apply it to your work because it will just Mm -hmm. keep you on the top of the weight so are there any like interesting projects that you guys are working on current anything i don't know if you're allowed to say there might be ndas involved if so feel free to move on but is there anything coming up in the pipeline that you're working on uh, there are a lot of exciting projects we're working on, which I cannot tell you about. <laughs> Damn it, Margarita! We'll talk well, after I, the show. I can tell you something. <laughs> we were credited in the recent uh, God of War game, God of War Ragnarok, but I yes. cannot tell you what exactly we did there. <laughs> you, you can't. Okay, right. Okay, so this is something that I found really interesting because I I wasn't aware that there were AI voices in god of war ragnarok i also wasn't aware that darth vader's voice was replicated for uh, obi-wan so i was quite shocked to find that out and i was even talking to another voice actor who was in god of war ragnarok the other day and they were like i didn't know that and they were trying to find it online and they only found out that there was a credit but you're not allowed to say who it is not at all Damn it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, this is the, the main I- issue with this job, right? We're working mm. on so many exciting projects and we are not allowed to talk about them. We worked on The Mandalorian. We knew about the appearance of Luke Skywalker and we yeah. kept it in secret for almost a year before they released making oh, really? of episode. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. That must have been absolute torture. Like, especially if you knew people who were Star Wars fans. Uh, yeah, and like most of our team is. So <laughs> yeah, I can imagine like everyone's a big nerd in this kind of industry. So yeah, other than you, like I'm shocked that you still hadn't seen it. But yes, okay. Have you have you watched them all now? Like, have you got through all like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So during the interviewing process, I watched them all and also in the right order. So how they were coming out back then. Oh, so you did four, five, six, one, two, three. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, cool. There's, a, there's, another, there's another way you can watch it, apparently, for like your first time watch. And I, I've, I've not known anyone who's watched it this way. And I want someone to do it and tell me what it's like. Because you're supposed to watch four and five. And then you find out that Luke Skywalker is um, Darth Vader's son. Spoilers for anyone who didn't know that. And then you go back to watch how he became Darth Vader. So then you watch one, two, three. And then you watch the culmination of six Empire Strikes. Yeah, um, so this is exactly what I did. Oh, right. So you broke it up. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, cool. Okay, right. Okay, good. <laughs> and how was that? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, that was great. And I was surprised I haven't watched it before. But actually, when I should have watched it, I was really scared by everything. Like, my worst horror movie was the second part of Harry Potter. So, <laughs> Really? How <laughs> come? Why? Are you scared of snakes? I know there's snakes and spiders in that movie. Uh, uh, also, I couldn't watch Lord of Rings. I was too scared. I don't know. That was uh, a difficult time. <laughs> <laughs> have you watched those now? Have you watched the Lord of the Rings now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've watched everything now. <laughs> okay, good. Except everything. I've seen... Yeah. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is like, I think that is probably one of the most perfect cast movies ever made. Like, I couldn't see anyone else in those roles. I think it was perfect. The Hobbit, let's not get onto that. But the, the, the original trilogy, absolutely outstanding. So is there anything in gaming where you think this voice aspect could be applied more that isn't currently? Uh, yes, uh, for sure. There can be... Uh, multiple ways uh, of applying voice cloning to the game. So first of all, and what you think about, like, first thing when you learn about voice cloning projects we done would be using famous voices for for games. A good example of something would be um, Cyberpunk and Keanu Reeves, where okay. he had to record scenes himself, but he could chill somewhere on a yacht or something and get another actor job instead. Yeah. And also there are like so many cases connected to famous voice in a game. Like it can be a football player or a famous sports commentator for some sports game. And also again with kids' voices and this mm -hmm. de-aging of a kid who, who grew up. It's also a big uh, case for us and also consider it cloning a famous voice because they already have been in a title. And then another cool thing we can do is cross-lingual voice cloning, which would basically mean that we can make persons speak a language they never spoke or never learned. A simple example would be, again, Keanu Reeves. And then uh, imagine for, I don't know, Chinese localization, they hire a Chinese actor, but apply Keanu Reeves' voice to that. And then the whole world playing cyberpunk hears Keanu Reeves' voice in different languages. Ah, so you get like a cohesive experience of how the project was supposed to be heard. Okay, that's very cool, right. Is that possible in real time? I'm going to ask now a question, is that possible in real time? But I know you said previously you thought the other thing wasn't possible in real time, and it turned out it was. So it may come to that point, right? Yeah, it is possible in real time. And what we also have now is... Um accent conversion. For accent, it's a bit uh, more complicated because accent consists of some content and then of phonemes pronunciation. So with our speech-to-speech -speech system, we cannot change the content. So we cannot change the words people are using, but we can change the way they pronounce phonemes. So for example, if we are going from British to American accent, it's mm -hmm. possible for us to change phonemes, but you would need to change words they're using to American ones. 
Okay, right. For example, Scottish, they say canny instead of can't. So you'd have to make sure that the voice actor said can't. Okay. Exactly. And that's、uh, also one of the use cases for gaming industry. For example, for a game where a player is able to like, create a character for themselves, we can provide a large variety of voices, like voices from our library, as well as provide accented models. So you could not only pick a voice you want to,、uh, your character to speak with, but you also can pick if they're British or American. Or Indian, or I don't know, Slavic. This is so cool. Is there anything that you feel is important that we haven't spoken about yet? <laughs> yeah, we spoke about Star Wars and Harry Potter、mm. and Lord of Rings. <laughs> <laughs> We're covering all the nerd bases so far. Have you been approached by anything to do with music currently?、Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. So, again, because our technology is speech to speech, it's possible to convert、mm-hmm. singing. And it's a bit different from speech because of these long vowels. And it、yeah. has some limitations still, but we can do singing. And we actually did a great project with Aloe Black. Uh, who, whom we made to sing a song in five different languages. So we recorded him,、uh, oh. he's an English speaker, and then、mm-hmm. we recorded some other like, source actors who would be driving the model in French, Chinese, and I think Spanish, something else. Then we、mm-hmm. applied Aloe Black voice to that. So that's right, also、wow. possible, as well as a great case when we. Can bring some amazing characters alive. Like,、uh, we did Metaphysics for America's Got Talent.、Uh, mm-hmm. We did the voice of Elvis. So, Metaphysics are doing visual、oh, parts.、Wow. And,、yeah. and we did always. We had very limited time, so we didn't do、mm-hmm. singing. There was someone who was singing, but we did the first introduction where Elvis sounded exactly as he sounded <laughs> in his old interviews. Wow, that's so cool. Because this is something we were discussing at,、uh, at work the other day. I, I work、um, in digital marketing and I, I make、I'm、a videographer for. The production department. And we have our weekly creative meetings where all the creatives get together, whether it's the, the artists, the people who do all the graphics, whether it's like scheduling or people like myself. And、uh, this came up about music because we were talking about the voice cloned covers that you see on YouTube at the moment, where it's like Patrick from SpongeBob singing Queen, or it's Michael Jackson singing a Queen song, or that kind of stuff. And we were trying to make predictions of what will come next from this kind of thing. And when, when it hits the mainstream, do you Have any predictions that you think might come to fruition being in a position such as yourself who can obviously see a lot further forward than many of us can who don't work in the space?、Um, for the singing, again, as I said, it's more complicated than converting just speech、mm-hmm. and it also has some limitations. So, for opera singing, for example, it still struggles too much to. I struggle to listen to、somewhere. it, let alone sing it. Yeah. <laughs> But obviously, model doesn't like oppressing it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Then I personally think that there is a lot of cool things that is possible to do with AI and、mm-hmm. be creative, fully creative, not limited by anything. But there will be like a separation in audiences who, who want that, basically. There are people who will be listening to, to normal music, and there will be people who would be interested in listening to something that was created with AI. And I think it's going to be the same with everything. Like, we read books now.
now we read paper books and then we read on our iPad or something. So yeah, Kindle, it's just different. Yeah, audio books. Yeah. Now, see, now that's a that's a cool thing to have the aspect of whether it's a digital learning, um, you know, whether it's something like an app like Blinkist, not a sponsor. However, if you want to sponsor us, feel free. Uh, <laughs> um, I use their platform anyway. I don't know if you've heard of, have you heard of Blinkist? Mm-mm. So yeah. it's a, it's audio books that are learning books. So it's e-learning book through audio, basically. So it's people reading famous books like, you know, the four hour work week, all, all stuff like that and personal development books. But to have these famous voices reading audiobooks would be very, very cool. And to have the point where people, I'm just giving your company ideas now and not copywriting them. Feel free to take these, Margarita, but if you use them, I'd, I want a little bit of a kickback, okay? <laughs> um, yeah, you could have all these people, you know, you could train a learning book about physics on Albert Einstein's voice and have that read to you. You look to the side then like that's happening. Is that happening? Uh, if, if there are... <laughs> And there is enough material to clone mm. and stand. That is also an issue when we are talking about historical figures. Sometimes yeah. there is not enough material, unfortunately, to clone their voice and to just imagine their voice. This is not what we actually do. We are cloning yeah. voices, so we need some reference. But good that you mentioned audiobooks. There are, yeah, there are great cases for that. So either it can be like we can clone actually an author's voice. They are not trained to be voice actor to record audiobooks themselves but they can publish audiobooks in their own voice using a professional voice actor to narrate that another great case for audiobooks would be again a variety of voices when one person recorded an audiobook but then we convert it into hundreds of voices from our library and you can pick who you want to listen to to deep mail or Cade or granny yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like reading a grand, uh, yeah, grandma bedtime story. Very cool. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, when it comes to singing then, so this is something I should have asked a moment ago when we were talking about singing, but it's just popped into my head now. So the singers that are being used to base the model on top of, so underneath the layer of the AI voice, presumably they need to have the same amount of singing skill as the voice that's being put over the top. Is that correct? Yeah, mostly. I would say yeah. they, they definitely need singing skills. It's not mm-hmm. like I cannot sing, so I cannot be so source voice for that so you have to have singing skills you have to be also a professional singer to do that right okay very, one very cool, cool. Uh, thing that we didn't talk about most of the cases we discussed are focused on entertainment space like films games books mm-hmm. but there are also much more to that what we are doing we are First, we have a healthcare initiative where we help people who has issues with voice for example people who had laryngectomy and they cannot speak properly anymore wow. and there is another cool thing we do we are working now in cybersecurity direction where we can we voice id penetration testing to make sure your bank voice id is working well and won't allow like cloned voice to go through or we can anonymize people for example for a documentary right. where people want to to tell the truth and they will be telling it emotionally and usually in documentaries they are using some voice morphers that make it sound yeah. kind of like a robot they give the low voice loses, robot yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and it loses the emotion from that but also it's possible to anonymize war victims for example which seems mm-hmm. like a more impactful scene especially given the situation in ukraine right now we're yeah, going yeah. through the uh, Russians invasion for 
for some time. And yeah, I just personally think that this is great and impactful. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I'm glad that you guys are okay in Ukraine. I'm glad you're all right, obviously, and you and your team are. I can imagine it's a pretty difficult thing to go through. It's like, it's unfathomable for us in the UK to just be like, we can't do anything. Like, help we know people who have gone over to help which is great like a couple of my dad's friends have gone over to help which is a uh, very brave of him to do and i imagine he'll have issues when he comes back but it's great that those people have gone to to help the fact that your your team is it's the medical aspect that i wanted to just bring up then because you're literally giving voices back to people who have lost their voices yeah like that must be an incredible like science fiction feeling for these people who have thought they'll be never be able to speak again what's the process there is it training on like old videos of them or like recordings or like how how do you even begin to do that yeah that is basically the same process as we do mm -hmm. always we need recordings in order to make it possible mm -hmm. there are cases when people reach out to us before they're about to lose a voice before the surgery and they still have a time to record themselves for that in case uh, it's a different timing then we would need some recordings of their voice that was recorded previously right okay right well that is that's a great great use for this technology and i think that is absolutely an amazing thing to be doing to be helping people like that i heard a story recently where there were i think there was about five or six people who were all wheelchair bound they used a computer speech synthesis module think like stephen hawkins that that kind of speech generation and it was impossible to know who was talking they were oh. asking questions to each other but obviously they all had the same voice generation software so the challenge then was how do you know who's speaking and i feel like to be a person in that situation must must have been so frustrating to not be able to realize that you're the one asking a question to someone and i think something like what you're doing there it solves that problem so wonderfully and i hope that more people will get onto your company to do that kind of thing because that's absolutely amazing so i applaud you guys for that wholeheartedly and with that lovely little ending i think that's 40 minutes that's a 40 minute podcast as you can see it goes very very quickly margaret <laughs> yeah right yeah. i enjoyed this conversation very much i could have sit here for hours talking to you where can they find you on social media if you're on social media where can they find respeacher anywhere like that uh yeah so respeacher is a respeacher.com and there you can also get access to our voice library and try barking and get proper barking back <laughs> <laughs> And also there is a lot of information about our projects, so there are our case studies, we post a lot of information about um, AI and development of AI and things about how it will be regulated, how to ethically work with that, so that's like a good place for learning I guess. Amazing. Yes. So guys, if you're listening or watching this wherever you are on YouTube or any kind of your favorite podcast app, make sure to review us there. Leave a little comment of what you thought about this episode. You can find me everywhere at HasWild or at Grief Burrito. Thank you, Margarita. You, it's been wonderful. It is, yeah, it was great. <laughs> Bye, guys. That's the end of the episode. Wonderful. Yay!